0: Hello, this is Victor Nyauchi listening to Clubhouse and Podcast.
1: Not that cricket. <laughs> Podcast, The podcast that gets you as close as possible to the game in Zimbabwe in as far as cricket is concerned. My name is Larry Quiridai and we are speaking just out of Zimbabwe. have just announced their squad for the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup Qualifier that is taking place in Zimbabwe. The ICC Men's Cricket World Cup Qualifier 2023 is running from uh, 18 June to 9 July in Harare and Bulawayo to decide the two teams that will uh, take part in the World Cup proper. In a bit, I'm going to be joined by uh, Dalington Mantambano, the former former uh, First class cricketer, as well as a guy who is doing commentary and also a regular um, participant in this particular podcast. But uh, before uh, that, let me tell you what the squad is Ryan Bell, Tendai Chatara, uh, Craig Irvin, Brad, Brad Evans, Joel Lord Luke Jongwe, Innocent Kaia, Clive Madande, Wesley Madevere, uh, Tadiwana Marimani, Wellington Masakadza, Blessing Zarabani, uh, Richard Ngarava, Sikada Raza, as well as Sean Williams so yeah let's go in and let's have a chat i had a chat with him and uh this is how we broke it down and as, as far as our understanding of, of the reasoning behind the pick, picks and also about those who missed out Naza, what's up yeah it's good it's a sunday night uh we just found out what the squad is what do you, what's your reaction to the squad that came out i think there are very few surprises in that squad except for Tadeo
2: and romani um i think in uh the squad that i had uh s- selected just after those games were com- concluded the ones against the pakistan shaheens i had actually thought brandon malvita might get in ahead of him but i like the idea behind it i think it's a very very positive um an aggressive idea is uh probably wickets are going to be uh, difficult at the beginning of the series and they're going to get uh, of the qualifiers and they're going to get better as those qualifiers proceed and um you want to have somebody who can really um attack a, a bowling side um and yeah. i think that the is that i also think on the balance that's a very very nice side i mean there's a good mix of youth and experience in that side we are expecting sukanda raza to be the main player i think for zimbabwe through that but i also think someone like richard Ngarava, um can be a handful can bring spring a few surprises and obviously blessing Zarabani. and then there is uh, I think innocent Kaye is starting to find his uh, place at the top of the order for Zimbabwe
1: do you think to a certain extent that um, Marmani is being rewarded for the fact that he had the highest scores the the most number of runs in the pro 50 championship the domestic domestic pro 50. so there's a guy who can make runs on Zimbabwean pitches in Harare and Bulawayo. And then also add to that the fact that um, in difficult conditions, he actually won a match, helped win a match. I could say won a match because everybody's falling over around him in Australia. So that sort of like goes into his bank that this is a guy who knows how to play in very difficult circumstances.
0: Yeah, I, I actually was going to say that he didn't win just games in Zimbabwe. I was going to mention that Australia innings. And I, I think that... Um, there's something really, really special about Tadeo Aisha uh, We've spoken about how I think he looks better every time I see him. Um, and then there was a, a real effort, I think, during the Pakistan Shaheen series when conditions were difficult, he changed the way he played, played a lot more conservatively, he really tried to build an in innings rather than just go out there and uh, um, attack from ball one, which is what he's generally being picked to do. So I, I I do see a, mat- a maturity coming in, in into his game, which I think is a good thing. But yes, I think he, he as the leading run scorer, he should be picked. But more, I think it's uh, about the best choices that uh, the selection comm- committee and Dave Houghton have. Uh, and I think he's one of those.
1: One one player that I mentioned earlier was uh, Brendan Mavuta. Is he sort of a victim of the fact that Zimbabwe... I've got so many spin options, and uh, also, you know, the fact that uh, Ryan Bell, his form against the Shaheens with a bat as well, kind of gives you the impression that probably that's who he's going to compete a little bit with. Because the frontline spinner is probably going to be uh, Wellington Mastakaza, who is the form spinner at the moment, based on his wicket-taking against the Shaheens. Does that sort of... Because when I look at Brent Maffete, he was the player of of the tournament for the Pro 50 Championship but because Zimbabwe's blessed with so many spinners, does that sort of work against him? And that's the reason that perhaps he wasn't chosen? To be fair, I I, I
0: don't think he really put his hand up. I mean, he was given one game in the tail end of the series um, when uh, Zimbabwe had had already essentially secured the series. They weren't going to lose it. But what they needed to do was win that final one um, to actually make sure that they won the series rather than just tied it. Um, And... To me, he didn't bowl well enough to justify selection. I mean, he, he, you know, um, and Wellington Masakadza, as we said, probably was the better of the two. Um, but I, I, I also think that he shouldn't. He should take a lot of heart from the fact that um, he's definitely in people's plans. You know what I mean? And um, he has been rewarded, as it were. He got an A-side game against the Shaheens, Two of them, one in Queque, uh, one in Mtare. Um, And then he got at least one of the one-day games and he was close to selection like like for me he was uh, you know like literally one game away uh from selection and i thought the other one was one game away from selection was tanaka chiwanga who was unfortunate that he had that uh concussion in the middle of the series where i thought uh uh, in the last game he bowled well enough like he's not uh at the what i consider his best you know but uh he bowled well enough and, and and can be a handful. So it's just a good position that Zimbabwe cricket find themselves in right now that they can actually leave out a player of that quality.
1: Another player who sort of missed out is, uh, really missed out, is Victor Nyawoji. And uh, he took wickets during the Shaheen series and also last year, that sort of thing. What do you think the thinking was around leaving him out of the squad? Especially given that you've gone with uh, a bunch of seamers, including Luke Jongwe and Brad Evans, uh, what is the thing well, about leaving? Well, I think
0: the 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 place where he didn't contest. He was contesting against, competing against, were Luke Jongwe and Brad Evans. I think Brad Evans in particular is uh, it was either going to be Victor or Brad, and uh, Brad Evans took that five wicket haul, and that for me was the difference. Um, he actually. Put on for me a match-winning performance because in that match, I think the Shaheens ended up making uh, two eighty-five, where two ninety-five. Were at one stage they were looking like getting to as many as three hundred forty or three hundred fifty. Then he took five wickets at the back end of an innings, um, and, and 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 set puts bow in a position where they were then able to chase a fairly reasonable score. Which they did quite easily, you know. That partnership between Joel Lord and I think Craig Irvin, I think, was that uh, that that match when Joel Lord got his hundred. So, yeah, I think that that's a good decision. Uh, again, it's a quality player that we can afford to leave out, and I, you know, it, it's just such a good position for Zimbabwe cricket that you have uh, bench depth. You know, like Victor Nyawuchi on the bench, Tanagachiwanga on the bench, and then for me also. Brandon Mavuta on the bench, Tony Mnyonga's on the bench. I mean, that's a really, really good sign when you have that kind of uh, um, depth. And then the other thing, I think Luke Jongwe is uh, got a history of making very important runs at the back end of the innings. So I think that is the uh, the other position that uh, Victor Nyoshi could have slotted into because I really don't think he was going to get ahead of in ahead of tonight Tara with his five wicket haul. Blessing Zarabani is probably the first bowler you pick. And then Richard Ndarawa is my second. And it's largely because he has an advantage being left arm over. So he just gives you a nice variety to your side by being able to bowl quite quick at left arm over.
1: Uh, you mentioned Joy Lord. What can we say about him? Because I think no one was looking at uh, Joy Lord for white ball cricket, say, uh, you know, even in January. Nobody was mentioning Joy Lord as getting into the squad. That He's just had a period in which he's just, you know, done what was necessary and done everything correct. And it also creates kind of a a template for anyone who wants to, you know, blow the door down when it looks like other people are surefire to get in.
0: I know, he's just had this really wonderful um, run of form. But it's not just form. I think he's got a very well-worked-out way of uh, playing the game, of doing what he does. He's got really, really simple batting technique. Doesn't really look to do much um, and, 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 you know, like really, really simplifies things and lets the game come to him, as it were, rather than looking to try and assert himself in situations, you know, on on, on situations. But what he's uh, shown the ability to do, and he's done it three times now, is is get in and make big hundreds. And um, it's a skill that is very, very difficult to teach if a guy has understood it for himself he's gonna make himself stand out you know what i mean whereas i think it's a little bit harder for guys who smash 50s and 60s to actually learn how to make hundreds that actually win games um, because it's a very very it's a mental adjustment and he's got this very very good good calm head on him which is always going to be an advantage
1: so do you start him first match against uh you know nepal come 18 june or do you sort of go with, you know, if you look at the matches against the Netherlands, you had Wesley and uh, the captain Craig Irvin starting. Do you go with him or do you just say, you know, what's going to do with what I know works and then get him to ease into the competition? I, mean, I guess the other re- thing thinking is maybe, you know, Craig and with, and where he started because there was uh, gary balance in the squad and you need to find a way to fit him in a lot earlier in the in in, in the batting lineup but that's a question there but what, what do you think would be thinking do you go with joyload early do you how conservative do you go across or aggressive
0: I think we've got to remember there's uh, still two more matches to go before that match against Nepal. There's uh, warm-up matches, one against Nepal, and I think the other one is against Scotland. So I think the, the guys are going to get their uh, – everybody's probably going to be given – try and make it so that everybody gets a, a warm-up match before. And then you decide on the final sort of team for the first match against Nepal after that. But I, I, I my feeling right now is that to go with your two best openers, I think that's your best side. And then to go with Craig at three, um, and then a combination of Sean and Wesley at uh, four and five, and then uh, Skanda Raza, uh, sorry, in there as well, and then Ryan Burl probably at uh, six or seven, and then um, Clive Madande. Uh, it's 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 a it's a difficult side to pick. I think. Because you're probably going to be leaving out Wesley um, in your final side because you've got both Sean and Williams at four and five. Uh, Sean Williams and then Skander Raza at four, four, five, five, then um, Ryan Burl at six and Clive McDundie at seven. Or the other one that could be interesting is to have Ryan Burl at uh, seven and Clive McDundie come in ahead of him, uh, particularly in situations where you lose um, early wickets. And then I think that... Uh, you have Wellington at eight and then your any version of three seamers that has Ngaraba and um and Blessings Arabani, um with either Shatara or Brad Evans or Luke Jongwe is actually gonna work. It's gonna be a very, very strong side. So I think the guy who's probably gonna be missing out is Wesley Madeira.
1: Wesley Madevere big calls for him to miss out, given the fact that he took a hat trick against uh the Netherlands and seem to find some form at the back against the Netherlands. And uh, he's a player that gives you a lot in the field in terms of fielding and, you know, and that sort of thing. And, and that's an area that Zimbabwe actually needs to work on and dropping him in the fielding aspect might is a big call, don't you think? No,
0: as again, I say, it's just a sign of how strong that Zimbabwe side is actually looking now that you can actually consider that because I think for a long time he was one of the first names you put down. But having Joy Lord come in and play so well at the top of the order in his one in one of his outings again, uh, on the back of three other innings of that sort of quality, that nature, um, it's now very difficult to actually justify Wesley immediately, largely because Skanda basically does um, a lot of the bowling job that Wesley's been called on to do. Um, and then you've also got Sean Williams to do bowling. You've got um, Wellington Masakadza. Um, so you've got three. You should be able to do that job with three spinners and three quicks. You know what I mean? So I I, 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 I just think that, that to me at this particular moment, I think that's the strongest 11 that I gave you. Um, and, I, and I said, the ones that I am not absolutely certain about is is the one that uh, whether it's going to be Luke Jongwe coming in at number nine, ahead of Ngarawa and um, Zarabani, or if it's going to be Brad Evans, or if it's going to be Tendai Chatara. but I think all three of those are actually. Um, but for me, uh, Luke Jongwe is slightly behind the other the other two. But Chatara, Brad Evans, and Luke Jongwe could all play a very very important role um, as long as Mzarabani and uh, Thing and um, Garawa. Your first picks. So, yeah, but I do think that um, Wesley is not in my immediate first 11. But again, he's got uh, another match in which to prove himself, to to, to get a score, because I'm sure he'll get a, a start in one of those warm-up matches that I mentioned earlier.
1: Then, uh, uh, finally, having seen the squad, how do you raise Zimbabwe's chances?
0: I think if they play their best cricket, they could beat both the West Indies and Sri Lanka, because I think those are the two big sides that they've got to beat. Uh, I think in a clutch they'll beat Netherlands. Um, Because when it mattered, during the Netherlands series here, you saw that they set themselves apart. that They they proved that they were a much, much better side than the Netherlands were. And that that, uh, loss in that one uh, international, the one that the Netherlands won, was actually an aberration. It wasn't... uh, It didn't go to form, as it were. It went to just like a bad day at the office. And I I don't think that... uh, We're going to see many bad days at the office, and I'm going to give a reason why. Uh, In the past, like when I think when selectors were selecting Zimbabwe sides, they had two bad alternatives, um, and then they had to choose between the least worst of 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 a couple of whatever for a particular role in a side, and then you picked who was um, the least worst of the players that you actually had to choose from, Uh, and it it went on for quite a long time. Uh, But I think now what we're seeing is a different culture in the sense that suddenly we've got three or four good players who have to sit out and you're, what that means is you're choosing from the best 15 or 20 options that you've got rather than um, choosing eight options. And then um, the other three options are you're basically picking up from a lot of rubbish or half baked cricketers. What you're really starting to see is a move towards Zimbabwe picking players that i think 90 percent, 99 percent of the public who watch cricket say oh that guy deserves to be there that guy deserves to be there and that guy deserves to be there uh we're not getting that thing where people are asking me like who is this guy and where did he come from you know in, in a very very negative sort of way so i think the we've zimbabwe has definitely turned a corner and i think that they can beat sri lanka uh, particularly because sri lanka doesn't travel very very well um having home advantage um I, you know like the west indies is uh, maybe it's just emotionally you know, having the, the 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 having grown out of the culture where the west indies were the side that i supported as, as a younger cricketer but i still know that those guys can play fantastic cricket on any given day and if they bring you their best cricket they can actually beat anybody um, they're a very very strong side so it's going to be a tough um ask but i think that zimbabwe finally has the side that can actually achieve in very very difficult conditions because i think if uh the west indies play their best cricket and sri lanka play their best cricket that's going to be difficult conditions but i think zimbabwe
1: can come through that but uh, also you need to be careful about the teams that are associates right yeah you do but as i said i think that uh, as long as you play
0: your best cricket i don't think that many of the associates can beat Zimbabwe if they play their best cricket as a team throughout this, this competition. I'm also aware of the fact that we are going to see a bad day. I think it's almost inevitable. We saw one during the T20 World Cup in Australia in the game that they just uh, fell apart. I think it was to the Netherlands uh, when they would have gotten into the next round and then they just fell apart having lost the toss. Uh, sorry, won the toss and made a bad decision. So you are going to find something like that happen. But I think on the, like uh, broadly, even after a, a, a disaster, I think um, for me, Zimbabwe is going to probably win um, one, every every game but one. Uh, and, and there isn't going to be weather that's going to probably uh, rain affected games that we end up having to t- share points with somebody, with an associate or something like that. I don't think that that's not going to happen in winter. But uh, you are going to have a bad day. I mean, it, or somebody's going to do something spectacular. But on the average, I think that uh, Zim is going to go through this. Um, this these qualifiers are going to get into the final and probably win it. But having lost one game, um, once the whole qualifiers are complete. And and yeah, and it was interesting because I think Dave was talking about winning these qualifiers and going through these without winning it without losing a game. But I I just expect, uh, and it's just because you have um, humans playing this game that there's going to be a bad day where you 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 you're. We saw a series of drop catches in the game that Zimbabwe. One of the games that the Zimbabwe lost to the Pakistan Shaheens, Zimbabwe Select Eleven and so you do have games like that happen and they happen every now and again but i think broadly it's going to be a really really sound solid performance
1: how's that such a pleasure uh, your socials again
0: and my socials are darling cinema Tambanato. that's both at uh, on instagram and uh, facebook and then i'm uh, dali at dali underscore mataz is my twitter handle uh,
1: and i think yeah those are the two the 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 three big ones and there you have it what are your thoughts uh, get in touch with us on twitter at three men on a boat and on uh, facebook it's also at three men on a boat that is all in letters system no spaces underscores anything like that and then on instagram at three mob.com three is a digit and you can get in touch with us on email info at three dash mob.com plus two six three seven one nine nine zero three three two seven that is our whatsapp number you can also join our whatsapp group our cricket whatsapp group get in touch with us and as far as your details are concerned otherwise my name is Larry I as I say from where I come from I see take care of yourself this has been a three men on a boat production
2: thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show